This is Mark Vaillancourt, and you're listening to The Conversation Hub, the gathering place for meaningful conversations on life, business, and everything in between. Welcome to a special In Between Seasons episode. Today, I'm delighted to be in conversation with Matthias Bolmus and John Schlick, founders of Napkin Innovation and the creators of the soon-to-be-launched product called the Switch ID. Matthias and John have been in business together for the past nine years. During this time, they focused their energy on exploring ideas and potential products that either tapped into an unmet demand or created a new demand. What drives them is their desire to develop products that are innovative, creative, fresh, and interesting. And that's exactly where we started our conversation. I asked them to share why the Switch ID product was the one product out of all of the others they've developed and prototyped that made it this far and was ready to be introduced to the world. You know, John and I, we have, you know, what we would call a black book full of ideas and, and, and we met very regularly uh, and just, you know, go back and forth. And, and we've had other ideas that we've, that we've sort of gotten through a patenting phase and, and we talked about prototypes and in, in some instances we've actually created prototypes. But, you know, what we really wanted to do is, is find a, a product that, that really appeals to a wide variety of consumers that is relatively straightforward and easy because it is difficult enough for a startup to come out, manufacture a product and get it out there. So we wanted it to be straightforward and we really wanted it to appeal to as many people as possible. And, and this is an idea that really John had many years ago. Um, and, you know, my, my version of it is that he just got yelled at by his wife for so long for always switching the wrong switch. And he kept bugging me about this thing. Hey, I think there's something there. There's something there. And I just, I didn't buy it. You know, it didn't really pass my litmus test. And, and then I think John, you know, you and I, we both at one point just sat down and say, hey, maybe there's something there. And, and we spent quite some time on it. And we went through several prototypes. And we got very lucky finding a company that could really sort of put into action and into an actual product what, what both John and I envisioned. And it just, everything came together. And it, it just turned out beautiful. And we're just really lucky that everything just, just you know, came together. So, so John, so you're telling me, John, that the, the, the initial idea, at least the concept, the high-level concept, is a result of you in your day-to-day life at home always turning on or turning off the wrong switch? Is that what that really led to this? That's pretty much it. You'd think after living in a house for 10 years, you'd figure out which one's a garbage disposal. But when it makes you jump enough, you figure out, you know, boy, everything else is labeled on it. Why not, why not these switches? Same thing in the front of our house. We have three switches that control a switch above you, a switch behind, or a light behind you, light above you, and one outside. And I always end up flipping all three before I get the right one. Now, you could have easily, I suppose, gone to Office Depot and buy a $20 labeler. What was the aha moment that went from, you know, I'll print a label to we really ought to look at doing these 3D design stickers. I wanted something that looked fantastic in the house. I knew I didn't want labels above the switches. You know, we thought, nice house, looks nice. So really, I wanted something that, that we were happy with it being on those switches when friends came over, everything that just not labels stuck on the switches. 
So like you said, it was a 3D design. And initially, our first prototypes were actually 3D plastic icons that were put on the switch. They had about three millimeters of depth, and they were printed. But kind of like our, some of our other ideas, we ran into issues. You know, $2,000 per mold with 21 designs starts to add up a lot of cost. So Matthias's meeting with the owner of Taylor Label Products was uh, a boon to the progression of this idea that we could have all these great uh, designs in different formats, our 2D and our 3D designs, that still looked fantastic, but yet they weren't going to cost us an arm and leg in production. Now, Matthias, one of the things that, I, that I've that i read in some of the documentation around this project, and, and there was an article in, in your local newspaper earlier this week, it talked about one of the things that was important to both of you was this idea to have everything manufactured locally versus going overseas and, and or Mexico. How did the evolution of the product, uh, you know, from a costing perspective, from a prototyping and all those things, what were some of the decisions that, that you were constantly having to make in order to make sure that you could keep this local? And why was that so important to you? When you go overseas, there's, there's really an aspect of control that you absolutely lose. So when it comes to quality control of the product, unless you are a really big company that can absolutely influence the manufacturer on the other side of whatever ocean you go to, you're really sort of at the mercy of these guys. And we felt uncomfortable with that. And and we really looked into it, you know, and we, we contacted a couple of people, we talked to local guys, who are really, you know, specializing in, in manufacturing in Asia and then bringing the product back, and it just never really felt quite right. So, you know, the, so the quality control aspect, we were really concerned about that. But at the same time, we also understand that no one wants to pay three dollars for one switch ID. I mean, that you know, that'd be ridiculous. No one, no one would want to want to pay that. So, so weighing the cost versus the quality was something that really took us a while. And again, we were just really fortunate. One of my business mentors happened to be the CEO and the partner of a company that, you know, to be honest, I never even thought of that they could make this. But when I talked to him about it, he said, hey, we can make this. It's around the corner. And that was just really great because John and I, we were were really holding out for a company and and meeting someone who can help us make it locally. And, And, you know, the local community has truly embraced it. They have supported us. And we wanted to make sure that we don't contribute to more manufacturing jobs going overseas. What was it in the story of this particular idea that kind of jumped over whatever hurdles that were being presented or whatever challenges you came upon, you know, to not suffer the fate that some of your other ideas had? (laughs) Um, Basically, it boils down to the uh, cost of production. One of our previous ideas, we had it very well developed, very well designed, and it looked like it was going to be about a quarter million just for tooling. Well, quarter million is a little bit hard for us to come by. So looking at some of our other ideas, switch IDs seem to have the biggest market and the lowest cost of production, especially with the way we're doing it with these, these great labels, is we can customize them, especially with local production, customize them kind of as we go because we get feedback and have a really quick turnaround, keep keep improving the product without a lot of tooling costs, a lot of overhead, things like that. It just uh, 
was the easiest one for us to get to this point and get to market. How did you ultimately determine, Matthias, which design you would have as part of the offering that you're doing? So we have three editions, okay? That, that's how we refer to these things. We have three editions. We have a bed and bath edition. We have a living room and kitchen edition. And we have a garage, basement, and outdoors edition. And each one of these editions has 24 labels on it. <clears throat> and, and John and I really started by going through our own homes and say, hey, what kind of switches do we have in these areas? What do they control? And, and how could we, you know, represent that in, in a graphic? And, and, you know, that resulted in a certain number of, of designs. And after that, we started to sort of, you know, branch out, talk to family members, you know, the in-laws, the neighbors, and really try to, we probably talked to about 25 to 30 different households. And, okay, tell me more. What does this switch do? What does that switch do? And then, then we really came back and, and tried to find a solution that would appeal to the, the largest number of, of households and people. So, you know, depending on what your house is like, you might not have a basement. You know, you might not have a particularly big living room. All of that is fair. You can really go on our website or on a Kickstarter site and, and really decide, hey, how many of these additions do I want? And, and you know, make sure that I cover my house. The other thing, Mark, is that we try to really go with very generic designs, if you will. I mean, I'm really very proud. We're, we're working with an award-winning designer who has designed these specific switch IDs for us, but they are still generic enough so that they would make sense in every house. I mean, the garbage disposal is a very universal sign. I mean, it doesn't matter in which house you are. That's how a garbage disposal looks like, a light bulb, and all those kind of things. And then... We just we just really try to appeal to the masses and and make sure that we aren't so specific in our designs that people could say, well, that's not really how my life looks. I, I'll give you an example. When we first designed these, I was really um, thinking, you know, we, we wanted a light bulb design. And I was really thinking, you know, I'm from Europe originally, so, hey, the light bulbs in Europe, they look a certain way. And they don't look that way here. So I needed a little education and make, you know, we wanted to make sure that we adapt all the designs to the U.S. market and, and make sure that they work in every household. Now, earlier in the conversation, John, Matthias referred to the fact that the local community has been really supportive. Uh, you found some manufacturing, you found some guidance, uh, you found some, some supporters uh, to help you in the early stages of development, prototyping, and all of those things. But now you took the next step and you created a Kickstarter project. And so tell us a little bit about why you felt the need to, to go to Kickstarter for what I would say is a very modest goal. Uh, and why was it important to have that component in the marketing and development plan of your product? number of reasons. I guess first we were thinking this would be a great way to get in in front of many people. So part of it's just a marketing plan, um, but also so that we can have a number of orders when we go to Taylor Label Products and put in our first order. We have money already to make those orders and to get them shipped out. And it also allows us to then create our Shopify site and really do a nice job of creating a, a place where people can buy this after the Kickstarter campaign is finished. So it gives us some cash up front to do some of those things that we need to do and gives us a lot of feedback as to what people actually want before we have to place an order. 
Now, is the is the goal, is the ultimate vision for this to be available in stores all over the country, uh, you know, the Walmarts of the world, is that ultimately where you hope this will go? I think so. We've had plenty of people tell us that, yeah, this needs to be at Home Depot or it needs to be at Ace. There's um, many, many different places. We'll probably start with some of the local, like Ace Hardware, True Value, to see how it goes, see what kind of feedback we get from that, and then from that springboard into... Home Depots, Lowe's, those kind of companies where we really think is uh, we can we, we have envisioned a really neat display that allows people to exactly see what these things do, and you know have them there, easy purchase, uh, great for us, and I think great for the, the the big box stores as well. What is it about your individual personalities as entrepreneurs that is, let me say, guaranteeing some sort of success here? Because clearly. <laughs> And when people go to the Kickstarter site and look at the video and see, you know, what the product looks like and, and, and can experience it through the video, a lot of time and effort and thought has gone into this. <laughs> I would say we complement each other fairly well. I'd say we're both fairly detailed. I have a finance background, Matthias' accounting, PhD. So we kind of have that background. I'm a database developer by day inventor by nights and i'd say i'm probably the more adventurous uh more design oriented but uh, matthias fortunately keeps this all on track matthias there you know john and i talked about this at, at one point and, and i would agree with him that we complement each other very well and if we want to put labels on it which i'm not sure is a particularly good thing but but john is probably a little bit more of an inventor and i'm a little bit more of an entrepreneur and and you know so he he has a lot of these really great ideas, and I I think what I add to it is figure out a way to, you know, get him out of his get it out of his head into something that you can do something with, and then we go back and forth all the time, right? Because it right. has to be a back and forth, and it has to be an exchange of ideas, and and he has he has great ideas about hey let's do this and that, and I you know sometimes I have to say okay that's that's never going to happen <laughs> because it's way too expensive or way too big. But this back and forth, I think, is what has really worked for the two of us. And we're learning. I think that's part of the great story of every entrepreneur and every partnership is that, uh, you know, there is some learning. And it's, sometimes it's trial by error. But it sounds like both of your personalities uh, maybe are not limiting those errors, but are, are, are working really hard to mitigate some of those things as you go through each of your individual process. And then ultimately, as you come together to grow an idea and to think it through. John, you mentioned this a little bit. Matthias, in a post that you wrote, you mentioned about the fact that, you know, you have a family, you have a full-time job. John, you have the same. So how have you been able to start this company to get this product out to the world here through Kickstarter and other means? Uh, how have you kept balance and kept your eye on the proverbial ball and made sure that you remain sane, that your families remain intact, that your day jobs are not affected too much. How have you managed to balance all of that? And John, if you want to uh, maybe answer that first. It's hard. Um, I, I definitely feel like maybe sometimes I've got too many balls in the air. But uh, it, it's just a matter of prioritization. I enjoy working with Matthias. So obviously enjoying the process is a huge part of it. So instead of, you know, going out all the time. I'd, I'd rather be working on this this kind of a business, working with Matthias, figuring out new products, 
how we're gonna how we're gonna figure out this problem. It's enjoyable to me. So when I prioritize things, I, I do things that are enjoyable to me, and and this is just one of them. How about you, Matthias? Yeah, I would agree. I, so you know, I I joke with my in laws all the time. You know, I don't hunt, I don't gamble. You know, I don't party. This is what I do for fun. You know, working with John on new ideas and. And, you know, I work for a nonprofit during the day, and it's absolutely crucial that that comes first in many, many ways. So I'm very grateful that John, uh, you know, being self-employed, being an entrepreneur, has, has a little more flexibility during the day to do some stuff. But, but I absolutely, you know, devote evenings and, and weekends and whatever it takes. I mean, you know, both John and I are absolutely determined this is going to happen. And with that determination, you, you find you find the time. And I wouldn't say that the family hasn't, you know, felt it because I think at times they have, I don't know about you, John, but I, I, I think my family has felt it, but oh, yeah. it's important. And it's, it, you know, in many ways it's, it's a creative outlet for me. And, and, and that's important. You've got about uh, give or take here, nine or 10 days left in the Kickstarter. So let's dig into a little bit of the details of that. Tell us where people can find you, why you need them to get involved. This is your chance to uh, to tell the world about Switch ID. So I think, I mean, first of all, I would love for people to go to our website. It's myswitchid.com. And on there we have, you know, quite a few pictures and we're explaining the product. But there's also a link, a very, you know, right there when you get to it, there's a link that lets you jump to the Kickstarter site where you can see a product video. You can see John and I explaining you know, what the pro- product does, how it's being developed, how it's being manufactured, how it can be applied. We have people's testimony in the video. And at this point, we're really, we're really hoping that people um, help us jumpstart, kickstart this business. I would like to emphasize, because I've heard this a few times over the last couple of days, I would like to emphasize that this is not a campaign where we're asking people for money so that we can start developing an idea or anything like this. Manufacturing is set up. We have a ton of samples. I mean, you know, distribution is set up. We've partnered with the uh, Eastern Steels of South um, Eastern Wisconsin. This thing is ready to go. There's really no risk for people to to basically pre-order their switch IDs. If we reach our funding goal, people will receive their switch IDs. They are ready to go. And so that risk factor is really not present in our Kickstarter campaign. And we hope that people are going to give us a shot. And, you know, we, we think everyone and anyone can use Switch IDs in their home. And, and hopefully they're going to go to our site after this, this podcast and, and really support us, pledge, and, and let us get the Switch IDs out there. Now, John, the Kickstarter, for people who know about Kickstarter, uh, you know, there are rewards, so you can actually uh, pick a reward. And and your your uh, rewards and your pledge amounts are extremely reasonable. So you're making it easy for people to support you. So tell us a little bit uh, briefly uh, about some of the, the variations of the product here. I'm looking at the video. I see a couple different colors. I see you referencing 2D and 3D. So give us a little bit of the lay of the land on those specifics. Basically, we've got three main options where you pick one sheet, two sheets, or three sheets. Once the campaign is finished, we will contact our backers and ask them of those sheets that they've purchased, do they want the 2D or 3D design, and then what color? We have white, ivory, 
um, almond, and glow in the dark. So, and they can mix and match as they want. So, we found like for our um, some of our elders that have maybe a hard time seeing, uh, they wanted a, a clear, crisper design so the 2D designs work great for them. Whereas I wanted this really great looking soft 3D version. So that's what I would prefer. So whoever wants what they want can pick it on the site and they can do that after the campaign is over. Uh, glow in the dark, seven, very popular. White is obviously very popular, but very easy for them to pick. You know, how many, how many do you want for your particular house? And then we'll get back to you with the actual color and design that they want. And again, I want to remind our listeners that if you're not familiar with Kickstarter, the point of a Kickstarter is that if if the goal isn't met, then the campaign is not successful. So I happen to be a backer. I have a couple of those switches that I get mixed up on all the time. I want my stickers, so we need you to help us out here. Now, before we wrap up, I have two final questions. I'm wondering through this entire process, what has been the most satisfying thing for for you? And then the other question is is maybe the, you know the flip side of that question. What has been the biggest challenge that you have personally faced as you've gone through this development phase? So who wants to take whichever question? I'll leave that up to you. Matthias, can I take the most satisfying? <laughs> Please go ahead. Knock yourself out. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for me, it, it's actually seeing the prototypes of of the designs come to life. You know, we can see them on the screen and stuff, but when they're actually printed, or even when they were the 3D plastic ones, I had a, a client of mine print the actual plastic versions, and you get to hold them in your hand and see the the actual creation. So now we get to see these these great designs with these great labels. And they look fantastic. The designs are wonderful. Um, I think we've done a great job picking out icons that work for multiple purposes. It's just—it's really great to see the end product. For me personally, most, the most challenging thing has been that everything takes about five times as long as you think it does. So, you know, we are ready to go. We want to do things. And, and, you know, of course, we're doing this part-time. We have responsibilities during the day. We have families and everything else. It's just I'm not particularly good at at being patient, you know, and <laughs> and it's sometimes very hard. I know it comes as a total surprise to you. Um, it's it's sometimes just really hard understanding that you know good things might take a moment to really develop, and uh, it's something I had to learn, you know, just to take a deep breath and say, okay, this is part of the process. I wanted it done yesterday. It's going to be done early next week, and that's okay. But but that has been very challenging uh, because you know as an entrepreneur, I just I just want to go. I just want to do it. Let's let's rock and roll. And I had to learn that not everything is you know going to happen on my schedule. Well, I hear you. So before we let you go again, remind us uh, where can we find you, uh, and 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 what is the best way for people to get involved. You can find us at myswitchid.com. That's our website. And right there, first picture you see, there's a green banner that when you click on it, it jumps you right to the Kickstarter page. And it would be absolutely 
incredible if people check it out and, and hopefully that's something that speaks to them and, and they decide to back us and, and support this project. And then we're going to be very, very excited to ship the Switch Eddies out to everyone as soon as we can. I hope you found my conversation with Matthias and John interesting and that you'll take a few moments to check out their product and Kickstarter project. Again, you can get all the information on the Switch ID by visiting their website at myswitchid.com or by following them on Twitter at myswitchid. I'll be back soon with a brand new season, but until then, stay connected with me on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on both of those platforms by searching for at ConvoHubGuy. If you haven't already done so, I encourage you to subscribe to the show on iTunes. You can find it by searching for The Conversation Hub in the iTunes store. Thanks again for listening. I'll be back soon with more conversations on life, business, and everything in between. Until then, be well and make it a great day.